1: Welcome to Candidly Keisha. We have another amazing balls podcast today. So in honor of um, Breast Cancer Awareness Month, I actually had a great-grandmother who passed away, um, you know, from breast cancer, And it's definitely something that plagues our community as African-American women, but as women in general. And I just wanted to talk about it and, and honestly really shed light on um, all of the great things that are going on and all of the women who are surviving. It's about early detection. It's about, you know, just definitely making your health and wellness a priority. And in studio today, I have a really, really great friend of mine, Tracy Nicole Prather, who does so many amazing things things that we will absolutely get into, but today she's here because she is a breast cancer survivor. Um, So welcome, Tracy. Thank you for having me, Keisha. Oh, it's my (laughs) pleasure. So, you know, I just want to get into it because I feel like so many women, they feel like it's an old woman's disease, it's their grandmother's disease, but, you know, share your story. How old were you? Like, I know this information because you're my friend, but how old were you when you got
2: diagnosed with breast cancer? I was between 36 and 37.
1: You are how old I am right now. <laughs> yes. And you got diagnosed. So I know you went in because your mother is a three-time breast cancer survivor. Correct. So you and your sister went in in support of her, correct, to get man- mammograms.
2: Yes. It was a choice that we just made on our own, um, seeing my mom go through it twice. Mm-hmm. My sister and I, we just said, you know what, we need to go get checked. Mm-hmm. And we talked about it for months. Right. So it was one of those things where you got to stop talking about it and just do it. Yeah. And had I not, I wouldn't be right here on this interview.
1: You know, it's crazy because I went for my first mammogram last year. I'm actually due for another one. And it's crazy because they almost make it challenging to get them. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're not of a certain age and they keep pushing the age up, 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 and up. So it's like if you're not 45 with a history of cancer, you know, you have to jump through hoops to get one. And it's really not that painful. And it's right. not that expensive either, even if you're paying for it yourself. Because that's that's what I had to do because... um, Unless they find an abnormality or you have a history of breast cancer, you know, a lot of times your doctor won't even refer you to get one. You have to ask. Correct. So I know I asked my doctor. I'm like, listen, I want to start now. And um, I did. And I had to get a referral from her and go to the little imaging center. and Yeah, he, but
2: you had to be proactive. Yeah. And that's what I tell people all the time. You have to be proactive in your health. You can't mm-hmm. just wait on a doctor Right. to tell you things. They're human.
1: And that's all you have to do is ask. And that's what yes. I found is that if you ask, they will give you the proper documentation, the path, whatever it yes. is you need to get there, to get to the specialist, to get it done. So tell me how this goes. You go in to get a mammogram. Were you with your sister? Or did you
2: go by yourself? I went by myself. We had separate insurances. Okay. So my sister went to her doctor and my appointment was maybe a week or two after hers. Uh-huh. So she had gotten her results. It takes a couple of days. Yeah. And she was fine. So I said, let me go on and get this over with. And I'll never forget the day because that morning my mom called me and she said, girl, it's raining. You might want to reschedule. And I said, no, because they were so booked. Right.
1: It, and that's the thing. You have to book They were it out. so
2: booked. It would have been the following year before I could get another Shut up. appointment. So I'm glad I didn't reschedule, mm-hmm. even though there was nothing alarming for me to say, oh, I got to go now. Right. But I said, you know what? Tori and I have been talking about this. For months, mm-hmm. And she got hers. Everything's fine. Let me go get mine. And um, it wasn't fine. I I, I, I was blown away. It How was, did they tell you? They, um, I went in for the mammogram. They didn't alarm me. They said, oh, you know, we see some things that, you know, just look a little... Abnormal? They didn't use the word abnormal. They just said, you know, we just want to check it out. We just want to make sure it's nothing. Right. And they kept saying, we just want to make sure it's nothing. And um, then... I, I did get a funny feeling when they said, we're going to do a biopsy immediately. Because mm. a lot of times you'll hear, oh, we're going to reschedule you to come back for a biopsy. But they took me in for a biopsy immediately. And then um, it was maybe two to three days. They just called me on the phone. and called you
1: on the phone?
2: Called me on the phone. I'm in, in my uh, room. And I was glad my kids weren't in the room with me. Because it was like, hi, you know, we got your results back. And uh, it's cancerous. Oh.
0: <gasps> And I said,
2: "Huh? What? Wait a minute. What?" And it was like, H- "How do you call and tell me that over the phone?" Right. They didn't even bring you in for like an appointment. No. Nope, nope. And then the next question was, um, "Do you? Uh, can you come in tomorrow? Are you available?" I said, "Well, w- what choice do I have? <laughs> <laughs> like, really? Is this how you do it?" But that, wow. you know, doctors make a world of a difference, and. Wasn't very favorable with that. Yeah, one. your bed's their
1: bedtime <laughs> manager needs
2: a little a refresher course.
1: Yeah. So when you went in, um,
2: then what? Like what was the process? It was very scary because in my mind I was like, um, I don't know anyone around my age right. that had breast cancer. I didn't know anyone. And um so I was looking on the internet. for people and I just saw all kind of horrible things that made me stop looking on the Mm -hmm. internet so I went in and she gave me two options with the family history they found it so early Mm -hmm. and and it's such a blessing they found my cancer at a stage zero Nice. that's the earliest you can find it and that's why I tell people early detection is key Mm -hmm. because at a stage zero you don't need chemotherapy Mm -hmm. and you don't need radiation if you elect to do a bilateral mastectomy. Okay. Now, I'm not advocating doing a bilateral mastectomy. That was a Basically, personal choice.
1: Basically, for, for layman's terms, that means getting both of your boobs taken off.
2: Well, so it won't be so horrific. But no, but I but I want to but I want
1: to get to it because yeah. your story isn't that. Like when people hear double mastectomy or no, mastectomy, I want to go into it because yeah, because you have don't great understand. boobs now
2: and a lot, I have wonderful boobs. The funny so. thing
1: is, you <laughs> wanted to get boobs for a long time, so this was a great reason to get some brand new perks. No, a picture popped up today on Facebook. You know it; <laughs> those old pictures pop yes.
2: up. Yes, an old picture popped up, and I'm like, look how small my boobs were. Yeah, you were the itty bitty titty committee president. <laughs> <laughs> I was vice president. Come okay, on. you were vice president, <laughs> uh,
1: but now you are nowhere near the itty bitty titty committee. So go ahead.
2: <laughs> so uh, you made me lose my train of thought. I'm sorry. So <laughs> but, you went in, and so you, and you in.
1: opted. You had the option to get a bilateral, um, or or
2: or a, a lumpectomy, or where a they lumpectomy. just go in and they just take out the small amount of cancer because it was it was a centimeter. It was inside of my um, my milk duct. Okay. And um, they call that DCIS, okay. ductal carcinoma.
1: This is really, yeah. This is a whole, I'm just curious because I thought of it, so I'm just going to ask it. It may sound really silly, but if you were to have been pregnant and and breastfed um, and through the cancer, what effect would that have had on a baby?
2: That's a great question to get a doctor on the line for. I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, we'll have
1: to ask that of a doctor. Um We're going to take a break really, really quickly, and we're going to get back in the story. So continue to listen to us here on Candidly Keisha. More for Tracy's story.
3: Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it.
0: You're listening to Candidly Keisha.
1: Welcome back to Candidly, Keisha. We have more with my friend Tracy Nicole, as you know, she was just sharing her story and her journey um, when she found out that she had breast cancer. So we were there where you they got the phone call. You went in. They gave you the option of the bilateral um, mastectomy. So then
2: what? Well, it was it was one extreme to the to the next. It was either a lumpectomy with radiation. Mm-hmm or a bilateral mastectomy mm-hmm. with reconstruction. And um, immediately I knew what I wanted to do. And that decision was made because of my two daughters, mm-hmm. first and foremost, and my family history. Mm-hmm. And I watched my mom suffer through this disease you know, over a 10 year period of time. Mm-hmm. And so I was very familiar with it and I didn't wanna be bothered by it again. So I took the most extreme measure mm-hmm. And um I would say when, when, when Angelina Jolie did her bilateral mastectomy and they had the world talking about breast cancer, it made it easier mm. for people to understand um when I would tell them what I did. Did you mourn your breasts? Um I didn't like I thought I would. Okay. Because I had this wonderful plastic surgeon, Doctor Diane Alexander, mm-hmm. who made it so fun. Okay. And she made it so exciting. About getting new breasts. (laughs) (laughs) So I did do a photo shoot. I actually did a photo shoot with Dr. Jackie Walters. And she was one of the women, really the only woman I reached out to because she was the only woman that I knew of that had had um, breast cancer Mm -hmm. and had survived. And she didn't mind me reaching out and talking to her. And she talked to me for hours. And she made me feel just a little bit more comfortable with what was going on because it was it was just crazy to me. Like it was like, how do I understand this? And how do I explain it to someone else when I don't even understand it myself? Right.
1: And, and as a result, like you've done so much in terms of breast cancer, um, just awareness. I know you're an ambassador with Ford. Um, with their, um, what is it?
2: Model of, I'm a model of courage Model of courage for Ford. And we're working on a a more good days campaign right now. I love that. So tell me about the more good days campaign. So the more good days campaign, it's all based around, there are so many bad days for a patient that has breast cancer that we want to focus on more good days. How do we give them more good days? So they got, a bunch of us survivors mm-hmm. in a room and we talked for about four hours. Nice. And we came up with all these ways to help other people and educate other people on how to help them have more good days. Because mm-hmm. some people just don't know. Mm-hmm. It's something as little as sending them a postcard. Right. You know, with a nice little message on them. And you can do that through That's
1: what. I, that was my next question. How, if you want to help... Um, you know, I know Susan G. Coleman. You do a lot with them as well. What are the avenues that people can help? Um, you know, There's, in whatever way they want to. Yeah,
2: in whatever way they want to, they can help um, by form of donation. They can help by form of um, volunteering their time. They can reach out to Coleman Atlanta. They're always looking mm-hmm. for volunteers, and they can just get on FordCares.com. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that they they sell Ford Warriors and pink gear.
1: Nice, and you know, pink (laughs) does happen to be my absolute (laughs) favorite color. So I'm gonna have to do that and get on.
2: That's wonderful (laughs) for so many reasons.
1: (laughs) Oh Lord! So Tracy is my AKA friend, when y'all all all know I am a proud member of Delta (laughs) State Incorporated. But um, I want to jump back to one funny thing that I thought was really interesting in this whole journey. So your mother had um, survived breast cancer for for you know two different on two different occasions. Yes, she had gone back in around the same time that you went in correctly to get that your first mammogram, yes. mammogram and you didn't know. Mm-hmm. I I think it's really funny because you know you do come from a strong woman of family. You have two oh, yeah. a strong family of strong women. Yes. Um, and you have two young daughters also. Yes. So explain to me how you managed to not tell your mother that you had a positive breast cancer diagnosis at the same time she had the same thing and didn't tell you.
2: Um, I think that that mother daughter love is just so powerful. Um, we both were trying to protect each other, mm-hmm. and I knew she would be just devastated, and she was when she eventually mm-hmm. found out. But I didn't want to put that stress on her.
1: So when did you? And then she
2: didn't want to put that stress on me. So
1: when did y'all finally find out
2: that y'all were going for <laughs> well, the same thing, <laughs> it was a bunch of girl. What you doing? I'm going to lunch. She's at chemo. Right. And I'm just like. <laughs> Mom, you've been so busy. Your social calendar is is busier than mine. She said, oh, girl. And she would just make up all these stories of places she was going. And I am just like, you are so busy. Did
1: you ever feel like, Mom, like something else was going on? Did your intuition ever kick in? Like something don't seem right.
2: Something didn't seem right, but it it did not cross my mind. That was breast cancer. cancer. I mean, she had already survived twice. Right. And um, they were different types of cancer. Really? Like, the, it was just a different type of cancer. Okay. And, you know, the first time she had one breast removed. Okay. And that's why I didn't think about doing one. Well, it wasn't an option for me. Right. Um, but, you know, the, the new cancer came back in the other breasts. Uh, ah. Is
1: that normally how it happens,
2: or? If there's breast tissue there, it will find it. That's, I mean, there's a higher chance. Okay. Um, It's such a personal decision. Mm-hmm. It's such a personal decision. And I always tell people that have to encounter that decision that you make that decision for you and not right. for anyone else. Absolutely. Because people will always have something to say about your decision.
1: Isn't that life, though?
2: That's everything. People
1: <laughs> always have something to say. I say, you know, sometimes you are entitled to your opinion and I'm entitled not yep. to give up. So, you can fill in the
2: blank. I mean, you say I've done a lot, you know, with with breast cancer awareness, but that didn't happen overnight. Right. It didn't. Uh, when I was diagnosed, I shut down. I mm-hmm. got off of social media. Um I surrounded myself by my immediate circle mm-hmm. and I didn't talk to anyone about what I was going through except mm-hmm. that immediate circle. Mm-hmm. And um they set up a meal train for me. I don't know if you're familiar with the meal mm-hmm. train, but we're working with the meal mm-hmm. train with more good days. And it's the most awesome thing where you can just set up a calendar and people can sign up. And bring food. And bring food. (laughs) And I I don't know about you, but food makes me have a great day all the time. Good food? What? And I admit, after recovery, I was like, where is everybody?
1: (laughs) 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 Oh, well, Tracy, you know, I just want to, again, applaud you for all the amazing work you've done. And, you know, Tracy also, she's a supporter of Camp Kizzy. We yes, we, we featured yes. your book, Who Said Peaches Are Perfect? And that was actually right around the time all of this was going it was, on. It was. And Tracy still took time to come talk to my girls. Still took time. It was time. so funny.
2: I was trying to come to you day after surgery. I was like, I want right. to come back. I I'm come like, back. Tracy, I no,
1: sit your ass down and rest. <laughs> what are you doing? But, you know, I, I'm i grateful for your friendship. I'm grateful for the example and the strength that you've not only provided for your Immediate, you know, us, your immediate circle, your girls, but just sharing your story. I always say, you know, it's so important for people, for women, for us to share our journey. You yes. know, everyone wants to share their highlight reel, but really, this is the stuff
2: that we need to talk about. Yes, you know? and it's not easy. Yeah, and it's a very scary, vulnerable thing to do. But um, being becoming a model of courage for Ford has helped me. Yeah, a lot because I've been able to see actually see. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'm doing nice and the effect that I'm having on people.
1: Well, we're about to take another quick break, but is there anything before we do that you would like to add? You know, what are, what are some maybe tips that you would encourage, you know, other young women out
2: there? Like what, if you had to tell them one thing, if what I, would it be? If I had to tell them one thing and I would really keep this so simple in layman's terms, you have to be in tune with your body. Mm-hmm. You're going to be more in tune with your body than anyone, your doctor, any, anyone around you, your mate. I mean, you're going to be more in tune with your body. So you have to do self-examinations right. on a regular. And it's that way that people have saved their own lives right. by finding something and saying, hey, this doesn't feel right. Or I didn't feel this last month. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, don't be afraid to self-exam.
1: And don't second guess. Like,
2: and it doesn't cost anything to self-exam.
1: That's a good, good point. Well, you know, thank you so much. And, you know, we'll be right back with more Candidly Keisha, more Tracy. And um, we'll be joined by a really good girlfriend of mine, Christy Henderson. So stay tuned.
3: Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it.
0: You're listening to Candidly Keisha.
1: Oh, so welcome back to Candidly Keisha. Again, in the studio, I have my good friend, Tracy. Hi. And then um, joining us on the phone is another really great girlfriend of mine, Christy Henderson. And she was the former director of communications campaigns for Planned Parenthood Federation of America. Ha
3: oh, Welcome, yes. Christy. Thank you for having me. and Hello, hello to everyone
1: in the studio. Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you so much. As you know, you know, we've been talking, it's October, so it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and, you know, I just wanted to do a show very much celebrating the women who have survived, everyone who's on the forefront in terms of battling breast cancer, and just bringing awareness to the fact that more and more young women are being diagnosed, And I feel like a lot of people really don't realize it. They think it's like their grandmother's disease. But Mm -hmm. in actuality, you know, I have friends, you know, Tracy, having told her story, you know, she's in her thirties and had to have a double mastectomy. So, Christy, I'm so happy that you're here. And I love the work. You know, we work together a lot, um, actually with Camp Kizzy, but also, you know, the work that Planned Parenthood is doing about prevention and, you know, all of the other things that Planned Parenthood does for underserved communities. Um, and you know it's so important we've been talking about the importance of early detection and I really just wanted to invite you to kind of talk about all of the great things you know that are going on in the community you know they always think of Planned Parenthood for one thing oh it's the abortion place it's this but actually it does a lot about cancer and you know breast cancer in particular
3: absolutely and, and again thank you for having me I think that um, it's important that especially during this month October that we really focus on the important need in education, um, the need for service in education that Planned Parenthood and other providers um, really provide for communities of color. One of the things that you know I've seen in my work is the importance of educating younger women about getting breast health screenings and really staying on top of their breast health care as a preventive measure for uh, breast cancer. And for all different, you know, a host of reasons, we see lack of access to care, um, lack of insurance, lack of health facilities in neighborhoods, but a whole host of reasons um, that preclude African-American women and Latino women from receiving the care that they deserve. But Planned Parenthood has been a huge advocate um, in the communities to not only provide Breast health care and screenings, um, but we also travel the the country and, as you know, do an annual yeah, uh, breast, breast party, party ever. ever. I yes, actually yes. had
1: the honor of hosting one in Atlanta a few years ago. Let me know; I so want to do it again. And what I loved about, you know, Planned Parenthood's breast party ever is that you made it a celebration. You know, so often people want to scare you; they want to give you these horror stories. But what I loved about what you do is that you bring back so many amazing survivors with great stories. They share mm-hmm. them and. And it is truly a celebration of life. And it's truly a celebration of how you said, you know, finding it early, let's be on the prevention side versus the having to do the chemo and the radiation and the mastectomies and all of this, you know, let's be proactive about our health. So. What, you know, what would you say, you know, is one of the, the key things? We know early detection. When you come into a Planned Parenthood, like, what is it that you do you have to ask for it in particular? Like, what is that process for a woman?
3: You know, it's hard to speak directly for each health center. And I'm out of the national office. And, of course, we have over. 700 health centers, but what I I do encourage young women to do is, one, to go to the PlannedParenthood.org website to find out more about each each health center, but be the leader and the protector of your own health. So when you walk into a doctor's office, to a a health center anywhere, be it Planned Parenthood or other, ask the questions that you want the answers to. So, you know, I'm here, and I want to make sure that my breast health is being checked at the same time. When I do my annual exam, will you also uh, make sure that you check my breast for X, Y, and Z? Um, Asking your doctor, are there things that you can do at home? Um, Sharing the message with your girlfriends, your sisters, your mothers, your brothers, your husbands, to encourage each other to stay on top of, of that health Yeah, so, you
1: know, you, you made a, I don't mean to cut you off, but you made such a good mm-hmm. point, and, you know, it's about being proactive about your health, and that's what Tracy and I actually were talking about, you know, before you called in, and, you know, the reason she even got a mammogram was because her mother was a breast cancer survivor, and in support of her, her and her sister got together and said, you know what, let's go get mammograms, and her mm-hmm. sister went first, and her, hers was fine, she had nothing, and then Tracy went, and almost rescheduled, but the craziness is she would have had to wait a complete year, right, crazy, to get another
2: appointment for her the, mammogram. The next year, the like another month or two.
1: Oh, you would have had to wait a month It was in December, and I couldn't get another
2: appointment until oh, like the end of January.
1: And she wouldn't have been able to get another appointment for several months, and that would have made the difference, you know, in detecting mm-hmm. it at zero versus one or two.
3: And, you know, Keisha, I think, too, to your point and and what I'm hearing with Tracy also is knowing your family history, Mm -hmm. knowing your medical history. So it's really important that we share these stories. You know, in our community, oftentimes we don't talk about health care and those issues that are important. And, you know, whether it's keeping a note in your Bible, whether it's keeping a spreadsheet or something, we should really have these conversations with our moms and with our grandmothers to know what their health has been about.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I was saying and I think it's important not only with your moms and your grandmothers reaching back, getting that information, asking those questions, you know, supporting your girlfriends, encouraging them, cuz we're the first ones to be like, "Oh, let's go somewhere this vacation or, you know, to the club or for dinner, but we have to be equally as enthusiastic about encouraging one another with our health and being accountable and having, you know, partners in that like, "Have you gotten your mammogram yet, girl?" um so that it's a conversation that's not taboo, and that isn't as scary. I
3: feel absolutely. And and one of the things that I thought was interesting, and I learned with my work at Planned Parenthood, is the amount of information um, that we share with our girlfriends. So when something goes wrong, when something goes right, you're usually picking up the phone to say, "Hey, girl, you know, let me tell girl, you about Girl, let me tell you with this full Dundee. Exactly. Let me tell you, you know, I I felt something, and I'm not sure about or. Girl, I went to, you know, I've, I've met many women. Who, girl, I went to the doctor, and because of my insurance coverage, I couldn't get checked out. But I feel like something is, is wrong. And, uh, you know, it was a young lady in Chicago that comes to mind who had been uh, sensing some symptoms but could not get care. And her girlfriend said, you know, I think I heard that Planned Parenthood did breast health care screenings." And she said, I'm actually going to go to a Planned Parenthood but was unfamiliar with that service being offered came to Planned Parenthood um, and when she received her, her screening, they noticed that something was abnormal and recommended her to get a mammogram and that's Man. how she began to treat. She's a breast cancer survivor. But that, that girlfriend conversation, mm-hmm. that girlfriend input and sharing information is critical and it saves lives. Yeah, and I mean,
1: I'm grateful for you guys because, you know, you've helped so much with Camp Kizzy and you come out and you to the community and you do, you know, workshops about not only your breast health, but your reproductive health and, you know, so many different arenas um, Mm -hmm. about that people don't realize. You know, since day one, I called Christy when I first decided to do Camp Kizzy and every year they've had a, a group come out to talk to my girls about how to best Um, not only protect themselves, but also about their health, their reproductive health. Because your reproductive health as a woman doesn't have anything to do with if you're having sex or not. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of times people don't recognize that piece. You know, it's cervical cancer. It's, you know, just different abnormalities and things that can happen with your girly parts that you need to be in tune with, aware of. And something that you both have mirrored is the importance of being in tune and aware with your body. So absolutely, mm-hmm. but I mean, I know you're you're on to to doing some bigger and better things. I don't want to say better because we love parent Parenthood, but you're about to be a, a VP of a new company. We can't give all the deets yet, but I just want to say that I'm so proud of you and the work that you do, Christy, in the community and really paying it forward and giving it back to other women. So so thank you for all that you
3: do, lady. Well, thank you very much, and and I could not do it in a bubble, so with all of you all support. Um, It it keeps me going and keeps pushing me into great positions, but I also take the responsibility of understanding that I am part of a bigger community. So being a champion for women, women's health, women's empowerment um, in our community is definitely what I do. And I want to mention before I go, that when we have these conversations about health care, breast cancer awareness, breast health awareness, we can't do it in a bubble without understanding the importance of voting and politicians Absolutely. and what that advocacy piece looks like. Because we are definitely in a place of access to care is extremely important. We can have the information, but if we don't have the access that's another story. Um, and then we need to make sure we're connecting the dots on all of those pieces to protect ourselves.
1: And, and we'll have to have a whole other show, especially with you know the elections heating up and coming into an election year, about the importance. And I feel like there's such a disconnect with the younger generation and understanding how the people who we put in power, the people who we elect, they are the ones who decide where the money is spent. If it is Absolutely. spent in healthcare, if it is spent... You know, it's even the disparity for how long, how Viagra, was covered under insurance, but birth control wasn't. So, Mm -hmm. you know, these are the things that we definitely have
2: to pay attention to. And people need to uh, be aware that they are trying to raise the age to 50. That's crazy. They're (laughs) trying to raise the age to 40 to 50? 50.
1: Yep. To get your, for your mammogram, for insurance to cover it,
2: for insurance to cover a mammogram. So it's, it's really important to get involved and see what these lawmakers are trying to do.
3: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, because they're, absolutely. they're making their decisions
2: based on statistics and and not on saving lives in my eyes
1: yeah they're making mm-hmm. it based on you know there's so many lobbyists and different people with different interests who are you know vying for certain things that are beneficial for them absolutely but they're taking out of the equation you know the people and the lives that they're affecting
3: and when you have a lot of these health issues and disproportionately affect communities of color, color be it cancer, be it HIV and AIDS, you know, the list goes on and on and on. Unless we step up and have a voice, the decisions will not be made in our favor. Mm.
2: Absolutely. And, and people need to know that more white women are being diagnosed with breast cancer, but more African Americans are dying from the disease. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that is partly because they're not going to to the doctor, they're not keeping up on their health. And some of that is because they think they can't go because they don't have insurance. They think they can't get a mammogram. They don't know the resources. So I'm glad Christy's on talking about what she does with her company.
1: Yeah, and I would definitely encourage you to go to, you know, org to get more information about your local Planned Parenthood and what are the services that they offer. You know, in closing, I just want to say thank you, ladies, so much um, for being here today. And where can where can my listeners find you? You know, I don't know. You know, Christy, I know you're more corporate, so you may not want to share your IG page or what have you, but um, if, you, if you'd if you like to, because, you know, Tracy has her clothing line, Tracy Nicole <laughs> clothing, her book, she does so many things. So where can people find find you tracy can start
2: oh you can oh
3: christy christy, <laughs> christy, <start. laughs> christy y'all go christy go for yeah, christy. it i'm i'm the bridge of, of corporate and the entertainment world so my my unique passion is that i've been doing both of them for a little bit more than 15 years so i'm on all the social media and you can find me at get christy love and that's g-e-t christy k-r-i-s-t-i-l-u-v
1: Oh, amazing. And you know what, Christy? I have to have you back on because, yeah, we're going to talk about some other stuff. We got less to talk about. We have
2: to have a part two to this one right here.
3: Anytime you need me, part two and three.
2: Okay, so Tracy, (laughs) where can we find you? Um, You can find me on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook at Tracy Nicole ATL and at Tracy Nicole Clothing. And Tracy is T-R-A-C-Y-N-I-C-O-L-E. Well, ladies, thank you so much.
1: This has been another informative, fun episode of Candidly, Keisha. So, stay tuned for next week. We'll have some more um, great talk and topics to next week.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.